Welcome to a special edition of the Lost Art of Wrestlebox with yours truly, the host of the Lost Art of Wrestlebox, Lewis Ogden. Hope you're all doing good, staying safe and all that. And uh, this is just a very special report from the latest New Japan show, Dominion, uh, from this past Sunday. Yeah, uh, widespread reports of people really liking this show. Um, Unfortunately, I can't say that I'm really in the majority, to be honest with you. I found this to be quite a disappointing show, to be honest. Um, It's, uh, well, it's the second straight New Japan show with a third capacity crowd in attendance. Um... I'll have more to say about the crowd once we get into the actual review itself. Um, With regards to the finals of the New Japan Cup, bar the main event, it was a pretty nothing show, to be honest with you. And uh, the main event of uh, the finals of the New Japan Cup, I'll get into when we talk about the main event on this particular show. Um, But our particular show, well, the Dominion show... Uh, opened with a six-man tag team match. Uh, Satoshi Kojima, Yuji Nagata and Raisuke Taguchi defeating the team of Togi Makabe, Tamaki Honna and um, LA Dojo, Young Lion, Gabriel Kidd. Relatively decent opener, just with uh, the majority of uh, the competitors being like wily veterans who've been around for quite a bit. Uh, Gabriel Kidd was in there um, from the UK, actually, and he was recruited specifically by Katsuyori Shibata on a show that I went to, uh, that I went to see that involved uh, Los Incorbanables de Japón in Manchester about a year ago to about a year ago around this time, actually. Um, so, yeah, as I say, this, the the match itself was relatively fine. Uh, the finish saw Yuji Nagata um, felling uh, Gabriel Kidd with a Nagata lock, and yeah, that was it for that was it for the opener. Really, it was relatively fine. Um, the second match was another six-man tag: the uh, Los Ingobernables team of Hiromu Takahashi, Sanada, and Bushi defeating the Chaos team of uh, well, actually not the Chaos team. Um, Young Lion Yota Suji and the Chaos Duo of Toriano and Tomohiro Ishii. This was okay. Started off a little bit slowly. Um, obviously, Toriano's there, which, you know, always makes it a very entertaining watch. Um, the action particularly picked up um, when Ishii was in there. He had good exchanges with Bushi and Hiromu. Obviously, Hiromu and Ishii had a really darn good match in the uh, the New Japan Cup, and yeah, it was it was pretty much the same here. Uh, the finish of the match came um, actually had a really darn good near fall with um, Hiromu Takahashi going for his time bomb finisher. In Yosuji, the young lion uh, reversing it into a roll up, and it was as close to. 2.9 as you could possibly get which got the first of very few reactions from the um from the capacity crowd i should probably talk about the crowd actually um i don't know whether it was a case of them just being them just being out of out of sorts you know they've they've not been at a 
live New Japan show in over 100 days or so, but there was not a case of much crowd reaction, and even in sort of like the reactions they gave, whether you were a heel or a face, it was literally just a case of just sort of like very polite applause, which 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 really killed like certain certain heel spots like particularly later into the card which we'll get into um it sort of killed it a little bit for me i felt they were like overly too nice and not as you know animated as you'd like to see from a new japan crowd but as i say it's uh, it's literally like the second the, the second show back of you know there being actually crowds in the building so i will give it the benefit of the doubt at least for now um, so yeah, after that close two fall, uh, Hiromu nailed Suji with a super kick and then locked in Suji's own finishing submission hold, the Boston Crab, and uh, Suji fought, but eventually tapped out. So the LIJ team picked up the win. Um, yeah, it's, it's much better during the exchanges when Ishii got in there, uh, as I say, with Bushi and Hiromu. But other than that, it was it was just there really as a match on the card. Um, we then had the uh, third six-man tag, actually. Uh, the Suzuki-Goon team of El Desperado, Yoshinabu, Kanemaru, and Doki, defeating the team of Young Line, Yui Omura, uh, the veteran Hiroshi Ten... Her? Hiroshi Ten... Yeah, Hiroshi Tenzan, and the return from excursion from Mexico, Master Watto. Um, Master Watto is the former, if I can just get up, who he used to be, uh, Hirai Koito, uh, the former young man, yeah, he's returned from sort of like a near two year excursion in CMLL, and he's got this sort of like grand mass, like they've been, they were teasing it sort of like throughout the, uh, the New Japan Cup with sort of like vignettes, of sort of like, I don't know, sort of like a Bruce Lee type sort of martial artist, you know, sort of like a way to the grandmaster who's just soon sort of doing like all sorts of martial arts in the, in the jungle, it's well, not in the jungle, in the forests of Japan. Um, and I think it was the, the semi-final show of the New Japan Cup that he made his debut and... All I can say is the gimmick that he's portraying does not match up his look because literally literally his look is fluorescent blue like like literally like fluorescent blue like outfit and hair and he's got sort of like fluorescent pink belt on as well it's just very very jarring and it's very it it doesn't match the, the his look doesn't match up with the gimmick that he should be trying to get across. Like I feel that it should be a little bit more serious, sort of like the garb that maybe Hiroki Goto wears. But yeah, it's just it it, it it's it's very jarring, and I feel that it needs to be needs to be changed. To be honest with you, um, and uh, in terms of how he looked, because the the story of the match was really sort of like the exchanges between Wato and Kanemaru. Because it seems like that's the the program that they're going down. Obviously, Watto defeated Doki um, in the New Japan Cup Finals the night previously. And so he's just moving on up next to Kanemaru. Um, and yeah, it's 
was nothing really to this match, to be honest with you. Um, the finish saw uh, Desperado uh, hit uh, Young Lion Uimura with the Pinche Loco, which is his version of Christopher Daniels' Angel Wings, uh, to get the win for the Suzuki Goon team. Um, as I say, it, it, it just pretty much sums up this undercard of just not really being anything special. Much like with the next match, uh, the Bullet Club team of Yujiro Takahashi and the Bone Soldier Taiji Shimori defeating the team of the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada and Hiroki Goto. But as I say, this wasn't this wasn't a, a match at all; just a prolonged prolonged angle for setting up a program between Okada and Takahashi. And yeah, Takahashi, and yeah, just 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 very. It, to me, it's just a complete waste of of the talent of Okada, really. Just having him go against a predominant mid-carder that will forever be a mid-carder. And, you know, it, it's, it serves nobody, really. Like, it, if anything, it just sort of, like, it downgrades Okada. And you should not be downgrading the Rainmaker because <laughs> it's fucking Kazuchika Okada. It'd be the equivalent of just sort of, like, you know... Well, but the, having Yoshimaru Kanemaru in there with Okada would be the equivalent of getting Baron Corbin in from... Getting Baron Corbin into WWE, into New Japan, sorry, and just having him do a program with him and trying to see him as a considerable threat. It's just... It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing, as as was this match, to be honest with you. Um, because the finish, what do you know... <laughs> with it being a Bullet Club match, guess what? There was interference. Um, yeah, Ghetto came out, subdued Okada, uh, somehow went undetected by the referee. Uh, Goto was in there two on one. Uh, it allowed uh, Ishimori to hit a bloody cross, and then Yujiro to follow up with his Pimp Juice DDT to pin the former G1 Climax winner. So, you know, doing. Great job at putting over Haruki Goto there. And then after the match, um, Yujiro laid Okada out with his own Pimp Juice DDT. As I say, the building towards Okada Yujiro, I, I, I'm I'm not really bothered. Well, I'll get onto where they're going short term towards the end of the show. Or towards the end of the review, I should say. Um, should probably make mention that they took an intermission break uh, so they could clean and disinfect the ring and all of ringside. And when they came back from intermission and doing sort of like the build-up for the next match, uh, there was, I'd say, just over two hours of the show he'd left to go, and I shaked and shivered <laughs> because I was just sort of like, hang on, we're on to the three matches that were actually announced for this card, and we've still got two hours to go. And, uh, yeah, we'll get on to it. Uh, what I was, what I shouldn't have been shaking and shivering for was the next match, which was Shingo Takagi defending the Never Open Weight Championship against Sho from Rapongi 3K 3K 3K. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it just if you listen to the last um, Lost Art of WrestleBox on the uh, Royal Quest review, you'll understand why I do the whole like Rapongi 3K thing. Um, as I say, like it's a, well, not as I say. Shigo Takagi and Show single matches. I don't think there's been a bad one yet, and they didn't continue. And they continued right off from here. This match was fucking great. 
if you're the guy who enjoys sort of like hard hitting, non-stop, like um, non-stop fisticuffs, hard hitting, hard hitting action, this was the match for you. Um, it, yeah, just back and forth, really good, back, believable back and forth. Actually, show more than holding his own against Shingo. Shingo's selling is just well, is I'd say second to none, but the selling that's to come in the next match that is above it. But like Shingo Takagi is just great at selling, um, and it, yeah, it, it's really darn fucking good. And uh, the end of the match saw. Saw Shingo Takagi uh, nail Last of the Dragon on show to pick up the win and retain the title. As I say, f- fantastic match. My favourite match on the show by a clear country fucking mile. Um, and if you're going to watch any match on this show, I definitely recommend this one. And then some post-match scar. Uh, Shingo Takagi going up the aisle and he is ta- attacked by El Desperado, who... Uh, nicks off with the never open white belt so that seems to be the direction that they're going um obviously they're obviously most of these matches sort of like going forward are just new japan doing what they can to utilize the talent that they've got in japan at the moment because they can't rely on any you know foreigners coming in from the outside because obviously we're in the middle of a covid-19 pandemic um but that's like I mean, we'll get onto we'll get onto it with the main event, but there are some just some strange choices here. But you know, El Desperado had a really good match with with Ishi in the first round of the New Japan Cup, so there's no reason why he can't have another one with uh, with Shingo Takagi. Um, Semi main event was for the IWGP World Tag Team Titles, the uh, team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. Defeating the champions Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi to capture the titles um, in a match that went 28 minutes 44 seconds. Um, a lot of people like quite like this match. Um, I can't say that I enjoyed it. I can't say I paid too much attention because I was literally just zoning out because it was a near half hour match. And plus it included the likes of Tai Chi, who I have no time for. And, um, unfortunately, Zack Sabre Jr., who I've really soured on just with his lack of action during the Paul Speaking Out movement. But I'm, I'm not going to go into the politics side of things, but I've, I've really soured on him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I got to this point of just sort of like, I really enjoyed the Never Open Weight match. And it, it literally just got to this match. And like five minutes in, I was just zoning in and out. I just I wasn't paying too much attention until the finish. I will give this match one thing: uh, the finish was really darn good. Um, it involved Tai Chi holding um, Tanahashi up with his arms, pretty much tying his arms behind his back, um, which saw and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. hit four dragon screw leg whips to each leg. And I have to say, I was talking about selling earlier in the previous match. The selling from Hiroshi Tanahashi here was outstanding. It was outstanding bit of selling, and um, yeah, just just really put the 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 Suzuki Goon team over as just sort of like these killer heels, like really killer heels. Um, and then uh, Taishi hit a jumping high kick, and then Zack Saber Junior hit his version of the Michinoku Driver, the Zack Driver. Um, and then covered Tanahashi to win the match and the titles. 
Um, yeah, as I say, lots of people have been saying this match is good. Uh, it wasn't for me. Like, I mean, as I say, I was pretty much done with this show by the end of the Never Open White title match. But, you know, you might like it. You might like it. People are raving about this match anyway. But it's just... It just wasn't for me. It was not for me. Um, there was another cleaning intermission before the main event. And the main event saw Tetsuya Naito, the IWGP heavyweight champion and IWGP intercontinental champion, in a double title match against the King of Darkness, Evil. Now there's... Whew, quite a bit of backstory that went into this. Uh, we have to go back to the main event of the New Japan Cup, which saw Kazuchika Okada take on Evil um, in a match that was incredibly lackluster, I must say. Um, but it was noteworthy for the fact that uh, Evil took advantage of referee being knocked down and um, nailed not one, but two low blows to Okada uh, on his way to victory and uh, winning the New Japan Cup. And then there was a stare down on the ring with Tetsuya Naito, and he went for the traditional LIJ fist bump. And as Evil's going to give his fist bump to, to Naito, he turns the fist bump into the two sweet symbol, and just drops Naito with everything is evil. And then out come all the Japanese contingent of the Bullet Club, and yeah, Evil had joined Bullet Club, which was. Well, I, I, I thought two things at the time. I thought, well, you can't really have this guy turn heel, join the heel faction, and have him not win in the main event of this show. And the second thought that I thought was, um, like, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't think Evil's bad. I think he's a decent worker, but he falls into the category of sort of like um, Haruki Goto, where darn good worker. Like, like he can be a darn good worker at times, but in terms of just sort of like a character, he is bland as bland can be. And I felt that this was, it was a unique way of just sort of like shaking him up a little bit and maybe giving him a little bit of character. And um, it changed, well, the change continued sort of like on his entrance for the main event. Obviously, new entrance music. Uh, for you know, being in the Bullet Club faction, he's sort of like not tying his hair back. He's letting it just sort of like fall, fall down naturally. He's got rid of the usual eye makeup that he has, and um, someone online just sort of like mentioned something about his ring gear or his 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 attire, and it's just ruined it for me. It really has ruined it for me because they just they they kept saying that he's gone to the Awesome Kong. Um, awesome Kong wardrobe and just sort of like pick something that would suit him and it just fucking ruined it for me because I could just all, all I could think was just sort of like you're fucking you're wearing something that would probably fit Awesome Kong in like it's you know a heyday in 2007 in TNA um, oh, this main event good lord this main event went 38 minutes long now This is something that should be incredibly clear to all wrestling companies. All wrestling companies around the world. Just because you have the ability to go 40, like half an hour, maybe even 40 minutes, doesn't mean that you should. The thing is, I'm not not doubting Tetsuya Naito. 
He's a fucking great wrestler. I'm not doubting he's evil. He's a decent wrestler. But this did not need to go nearly 40 fucking minutes, guys. Come on. It's just... Like, I, I literally... Same with the last match. I got five minutes in and I was just sort of like... I was completely zoning out. And, you know, I was just... You know, being in the Bullet Club. I was just waiting for the fucking interference. And it eventually did come. Um, and it was multiple fucking run-ins from... Jeddo, from Gado, from Takahashi, from uh, Yujiro Takahashi, from Ishimori, you know, just the whole fucking Bullet Club contingent, and it's exactly the same reason why I don't rate Jay White matches as highly as I usually do, because there's constant amount of fucking interference, and it just fucking ruins it for me. Um, so yeah, the, the, the Japanese contingent of the Bullet Club came to interfere, then Hiromu Takahashi came in to make the save, drove off the um drove off the, the, the drove off the bullet club. Um and then there's somebody dressed up as Bushi, uh who comes on the apron, looks as if he's gonna help Naito, but ends up attacking Naito, and then he gets sort of like this like dead like that I don't know, stage play prop version of sort of like garot wire, and he chokes Naito. And the evil eventually hits everything as evil and pins Naito and wins both belts. And like, I sort of like I had a feeling it was coming. I was I had a feeling it was coming. But the thing is, guys, the thing is, there will be some evil fans out there that will, you know, will 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 like this. You know, will 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 think that this is great, but. The thing is, like, Naito winning both belts at Wrestle Kingdom, although he was attacked pretty much straight after, at least then in the moment it felt kind of special. Like, and, you know, you've you've got to look at both the, the world and the Intercontinental title belts in New Japan as being as prestigious as you possibly can be. And... For Evil to win this in the way that he did, if there was just sort of like, you know, you know, a distraction, like from like from Ghetto. And I say all the time that the Ghetto distractions are just sort of like over-fucking-played all the fucking time. But if he'd, if it just done sort of like once and then the lead into the finish, then I would have been fine with it. But it's literally just a case of, like, you know, I, I relate it back to sort of like... Um, old WCW Nitros in sort of like 97, 98 where there would literally be like a massive main event and like an NWO guy would be in there with sort of like somebody who's WCW neutral and it eventually ends up in a running DQ because like 25 members from um, the NWO run in to sort of like cause the DQ and it gets old very, very quickly and this like... This completely fucking soured it for me because the, the the thing is like you're trying to you're trying to sort of like catapult evil into this situation and you know it just it it soured it it really did fucking sour it and the thing is as well the thing is as well I'm not trying to demigrate evil I'm really not but the thing is he's now the double champion he's not only world champion, he's intercontinental champion at the same time. 
Do you know who on the main roster, who on the New Japan roster, has never held either belt? And he was on this card as well. Tomohiro Ishii. Do you know what Tomohiro Ishii does? Every single fucking year, whenever he goes in the goes in the ring, he fucking knocks it out of the park. I'm sorry, but Evil should not have been on the fucking pecking order to beat Naito for the belt. I'm not saying that Ishii should have as well, but the thing is, I think that Ishii is more deserving of, at the very least, a run with the Intercontinental title. Or like a run with the IWGP World title. I mean, we talked about it on the on the last... Um, on the uh, Royal Quest show, that he should, at some point in his career, get a run with the belt. And I say, I, I'm I'm sorry to all anybody who's an evil fan out there, but it's just sort of like it just feels so undeserving. I mean, it really, really does. And I don't mean it in a, I don't mean it in a, in a mean way as well. And you know, maybe I'm just sort of like looking at it a bit too. A bit too prematurely. Maybe maybe I'm being a bit too fucking negative. But the, the thing is, this was not a great way of just sort of like cementing your new top heel. And your new top heel who is the double champion. This wasn't a great way of just sort of like, you know, crowning, you know, your, your next big heel. And it didn't really help as well with the crowd reactions, as I said. Like, you know, any heel sort of like antics... It was literally just met with sort of like a very light applause. Like, to be honest with you, just sort of like the post-match did get a couple of boos, but I am only meaning just sort of like a couple here or there. Like, it, 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 there wasn't there wasn't anything in sort of boos anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I'll probably talk about the post-match as well, because the post-match, um, Evil reveals his... Uh, Evil reveals that it was not, in fact, Bushi that helped him uh, helped him win the match. Uh, it was just someone dressed in bushy garb, and uh, the mystery man took off his mask, and it was in fact Dick Togo, um, who has sort of like lasting connections with the with um, Jado and Ghetto. So it obviously just sort of like explains why he's in there. And Evil announced him as his pariah, uh, so it would just basically mean that he's that Dick Togo will be his version of Ghetto. Uh, I imagine. You know, just sort of like as a as a managerial role and an interference role. And they continued to beat down on Naito. And then Hiromu Takahashi came in to make the save. Uh, Hiromu just sort of like laid down the gauntlet. Just saying, you know, put the belts on the line against me. It doesn't even have to be both of them. It's just sort of like you can be one or the other. And Evil just sort of like brushed him off. And um, there was a nice little touch, I must say. Uh, just sort of like Hiromu, just sort of like literally in the middle of the ring, just sort of like wailing at everything that's happened sort of like over the, the last two events. Um, and he just sort of like pegged it to the back, which is just sort of like a nice touch of Hiromu Takahashi just sort of like going mad. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much the end of the paper. That was pretty much the end of the show. And um, yeah, it, it just... This show was... A big disappointment, guys. It was a very big disappointment. Um, it, it, as I said, it's, the undercard was flat. I mean, there was the, there was bits and pieces here and there, but nothing really blow away. The only match I could really recommend would be Shigo Takagi versus Show. I mean, that's that was a standout match for me. Um, and I mean, sort of like you know, people highly praise the the tag title match. So you know, 
I wouldn't recommend it because it wasn't really for me, but it might be up somebody else's alley, you know, if you really want. Um, should just mention, actually, I'm recording this incredibly early on the Monday morning, um, and uh, New Japan rest, New Japan um, held a press conference about 45 minutes ago, uh, just basically announce, uh, announcing the card for the next two shows. So the first show is the uh, New Japan Road show, uh, which is basically building up to the next, uh, I wouldn't say big event, but, you know, next event. Uh, just a series of uh, series of, series of tag matches just building to the next event, uh, which will be on July the twentieth. So uh, the matches are as follows: uh, Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan against Young Lions Yuya Uemura and Yota Suji. Uh, then a the second match is uh, LA Dojo Young Lion Gabriel Kidd rescued Taguchi, Tamaki Honma, and Togi Makabe. Taking on Sho, Yoshihashi, Toriyano, and Tomohiro Ishii. Then there's uh, Sanada and Shingo Takagi against Doki and El Desperado. Uh, Haruki Goto and Kazuchika Okada against Gedo and Yujiro Takahashi. Um, Master Wato, Yuji Nagata, Koto Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi. And then the main event of that show is Bushi, Naito, and Hiromu Takahashi taking on Taiji Ishimori, Dick Togo, and Evil. should probably mention, actually, as well, that um, this will be the first show back that Minoru Suzuki has done in a few days. Um, he was just sort of, like, taken off the, the past couple of shows just due to precaution because he had, like, cold-like symptoms. Um, it doesn't appear to be anything, like, COVID-19-related, given that he's sort of, like, advertised for the next show, but, you know, I guess we won't we won't really know until sort of, like, close to the event. Um, so that's the New Japan Road Show on July the twentieth, and that builds to uh, the Senko Sengoku Lord Show in Nagoya, uh, which will be on July the twenty fifth. And the match for matches for that event are as followed: uh, the opener will be Yuya Uemura versus Taiji Shimori, and then there will be a. Uh, Eight-man tag match of Rusuke Taguchi, Satoshi Kojima, Tamaki Honma, and Togi Makabe against LA Dojo Young Lion Gabriel Kidd, Yota Suji, Turiano, and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, then there will be uh, a match between Sho, Yoshihashi, and Aruki Goto against Naito, Sonada, and Bushi. Uh, then uh, Master Wato, Hiroshi Tenzan, Yuji Nagata, Kotu Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Doki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. And then the top three matches are uh, the special singles match of Kazuchika Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, the Never Openweight Championship being defended um, by Shingo Takagi against El Desperado. And then the main event is the double championship match, Evil defending both the IWGP and its Continental Championships against the um, the uh, junior heavyweight champion, sorry, uh, the time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. So that is the card for the July 25th show. Um, I'm not really sure whether I'll do a... I'm not really sure if I'll do a report for that particular show. I felt I needed to do one just because it's, just because it's Dominion, because it was sort of like a somewhat of a noteworthy show. 
Um, but I'm not sure whether I'll do one for for the next two events coming up. Depends on the quality, I'll say. Um, but yeah, uh, just before I go, I'll just uh, stick some plugs in. So uh, if you enjoyed this uh, fountain of information, if you enjoyed the sound of my voice, you can find me on um, on the Lost Art of Wrestlebox um, previous pay-per-view reviews. Uh, we've done four, I believe, so far. Uh, we're going to be recording a fifth one in uh, the next couple of days or so. So we've done um, the G1 Supercard, which is the Ring of Honor and New Japan collaborative show from Madison Square Garden last year. Uh, we also done the 2019 edition of the National Wrestling Alliance's Crockett Cup. Uh, we've done the uh, first solo New Japan show in the UK, Royal Quest, and um, should be dropping, well, I suspect... Well, it'll probably have dropped by the time this episode drops. Um, but we will also have done the uh, NWA uh, Into the Fire pay-per-view as well. Um, so four pay-per-view reviews for you to go through. Uh, if you just uh, search for it on the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast feed. Um, I'm also featured on the little side projects that are done by the Lost Art of Podcasting. The Phoenix Pod, uh, where we're just basically looking at all the... Um, TV works from uh, the Northwest comedian Peter Kay. We've already done the first series of Phoenix Nights and we're just getting into the uh, the juicy bits of um, that Peter Kay thing, which was the uh, show, well, the TV series that preceded um, or that came before Phoenix Nights, I should say. Um, and that's available on the... Uh, Lost Art of Podcasting, I believe. I believe the Phoenix Pod is sort of like a separate, um, a separate feed. So if you just search for the, uh, the Phoenix Pod, you should have access to. Oh God, just thinking about it now. Um, I think we've done about eight or nine episodes. Might be nine. I think. I think it's nine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also uh, readily readily available, um, making sporadic appearances. On my good mate, Stupid Sexy Flinders podcast, uh, R.E.D. Live, which is just sort of like a random ass discussion show. Uh, we just come with laden topics and just shoot the shit. Uh, so, yeah, search R.E.D. Live on your podcast feeds and you can find all those um, all those good podcasts on Facebook and on Twitter as well. And then if you just search for it on your uh, particular um, podcast feeds, whether it be Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Castbox, if you're on sort of like an Android system, uh, or a phone that uses sort of like your Google Google Drive system or whatever. Uh, I don't think there was anything else. Oh, I'll put in a, I'll put in a mention to um, my well. Well, friend of the podcast, uh, James Bunkle, his uh, podcast, uh, the Gunpowder Trees and No Plot podcast. Uh, as I say, you can find that on Twitter, on Facebook, and uh, just on all good podcasting f- feeds. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it from this very special uh, report from the Lost Art of WrestleBox. Um, we'll probably see you at some point. Um, Later on down the road, probably in about a couple of weeks' time, uh, we'll be dropping the first night of Wrestle Kingdom 14, our review on that show. So until then, this is your host, Lewis Ogden, signing out. <laughs>